This is gonna hurt. It's time, it's time for the Suffering, for the suffering Podcast. Podcast. Two years of suffering. And where are we? The Suffering Podcast has rebranded the word suffering by showing that there is an essential part of healing and happiness that must be experienced to have any perspective and appreciation for the achievements that are made in your life. Hosted by two retired police officers forced to end their career early due to traumatic events, they have experienced the darkness and despair that suffering can force you into, ultimately re-emerging from the darkness to highlight what they have learned on their path, entering into a new life of service. We offer the opportunity each week to highlight stories of suffering with the hope of giving the audience the tools that are needed to overcome adversity. Beginning in the basement, on a meager knowledge base and resources, with a little bit of luck and determination, we've endured with a commitment to continuing the message of suffering into success due to our deep-seated belief, its value in the modern world. So now, it's time to celebrate. I'm Kevin Donaldson here with Mike Felice, and on this very special episode of the Suffering Podcast, live from the Grand Saloon in Clifton, New Jersey. We're here to celebrate our two-year anniversary. An anniversary episode for us. I mean, that's crazy. This is our second time we've done this. We didn't do a first anniversary episode, though, did we? No, we, we ran this like small commercial for the end of season one, and it was right around our first anniversary. But, you know, it was we needed a little bit of a break. So this is our ending of season two. Yeah. So not only is it our second anniversary, Grand Saloon, these two episodes, hopefully we'll do two episodes. I'm sure we can get, we got a lot of people that came in to see us already. Yeah, and it's early. It's early. So these these episodes are going to be our end of season two. Season three is off the charts and it's it's ramping up to be even better than we thought. Season three, we're starting off with a fight and chance. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the first episode is going to be a knockout. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, we did all our little yeah, stuff. Yeah, I almost did get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> way do you see this one. Yeah. It gets a little tense in the studio. Um, but we got you know we got a lot of former guests coming in already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some people we haven't seen, we've spoken to here and there. I mean, I, and people we haven't seen since they've been on. I mean, there's a couple. You know, we see Eric a lot. We see Tara and, you know, Pamela a lot. But. I haven't seen Mark, Nick, and and Ashley. We got a blast from the past with Dan Hardwick coming in. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. I haven't seen Dan because Dan, Dan, and I used to work in the same place, and he left. And I haven't seen him since then. We've talked here and there and stuff like that. But uh, so stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff in store tonight. We're going to be here all night. We're going to be doing some recordings. We're going to be rubbing elbows with people. We got a lot of people coming still. So we got a lot in store for you tonight. Stay tuned. Sit your ass down, down. And we're sitting here with a very, very early, early podcast. Pre, Pre-Mike yes. podcast. Pre-Mike podcast. We're sitting here with Dan Hardwick, one of my better friends, who was kind enough to help out a humble new podcaster. I said, You know, it said, that says a lot about him if he's been a friend for a long time, though. <laughs> you know, Dan and I met, uh, God, a few years ago. And we just sort of clicked, you know, because we, we have a lot of the same interests. He's, he's into fitness. He's... he's he likes men too, just like me. Just like hey, me. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, you know. No, I'm just kidding. There's yeah. plenty here for that. So, <laughs> when when I approached you about doing this show, mm-hmm. walk me through what was going on up here. 
Yeah. Be, so, be on, please be honest. You're oh, not going to hurt my feelings. Absolutely. No, no. I know you got tough skin. Tough yeah. Skin. But uh, no, I was. Uh, I thought it was really cool because um, we were introduced to our mutual friend Liz Morella, mm-hmm. who was um, who was actually the wellness coach at our uh, where we worked, and she just she introduced me to you, kind of saying exactly what you said. Hey, you have similar interests as this guy. You mm. think the same way. So I was very interested to, you know, meet you and kind of hear what you had to say. And then you talked Mike. to me about the podcast. Oh, what's up, I said, it, it sounds see. like it Come could on. be an interesting, uh, you know, opportunity. I've never been on a podcast, so <laughs> see what it's all about. And, uh, you know, it's just talking to a guy and, you know, I, I, change an idea. It's two friends sitting around, well, three friends now sitting around the table talking. That's really That's all it comes down to. Bearing your soul. I always envisioned, your... like, when I, when I ask guests, they're like, okay, my friend will do it. He's my friend. I guess I'll do it. You know, do nothing in the basement. Because back then, you know, we we did it in a basement. Yeah. And um, you, you guys did it. Studio, you, you guys did it in the basement. You guys do like guys, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, but the content. <laughs> so there's a funny story about Dan. So when my first co-host, the one that I started it with, I, I was getting this these feelings that he he was just going to check out. He was going to bounce out. And I approached Dan. I was like, Hey, Dan, would you be interested in coming in here and there occasionally to because having a co-host. It's not essential, but it makes life a hell of a lot easier. Um, so you were one of the first people I let that out to. You were the only person I let that out to. And sure as shit, it's, it certainly yeah. happened. Yeah. But then you come in for your episode about millennials. And I learned a lot from that because I, I had this view about Dan's a millennial and I, I had this view about millennials. They're lazy. They're good for nothing. You know, they, they're entitled, all that stuff. Complain about everything, right? Well, really, then this is, I think, the third time he's been here, right? You were, didn't he come that? You came to Hackensack yeah, Brewing, Hackensack yeah. Brewing, Hackensack Brewing yeah. Company. So you, it might be the first time we've had someone on three times. All right, you're you are our first triple yeah, play. There we go. There we go. See, that's how millennials aren't all that bad. Then. <laughs> we do what we want to. But you know what it is? It is 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 you always look, and we've said this before, where you look at the lowest common denominator of everything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and unfortunately, our views of millennials—it's always the lowest common denominator. And Dan proved that wrong because Dan's an extremely hard worker. He's very intelligent. He's not entitled. He's willing to work for everything he got. Um, you did that challenge not that long ago, the 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 Murphy Murphy challenge. Uh, uh, no, the, the Goggins one. Did you do the Goggins or I the Murphy? I did the dummy down Goggins. Yeah, I didn't do the Murph, but yeah, I did, <laughs> See, the full. If he Goggins. wasn't a millennial, he would have done the full one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dummy yeah, down Murphy. Millennials are lazy. Yeah, I wasn't ready to do the forty-eight miles in forty-eight hours, but I did 30, 30, 30 miles in thirty hours. I think God bless. Yeah, you and your buddy did it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We raised a couple. I think we raised like a couple thousand dollars for cancer. So yeah, it was nice. Sweet. It was Good. cool. You've seen us from the beginning. Like you've seen things change drastically. Mm-hmm. What do you think the biggest change in this show has been besides this guy? I mean, uh, and cameras. Cameras, yeah, I mean, yeah. now you guys got a studio, you got cameras yeah. here, there's mic checks going on. It's, um, <laughs> we it's got a producer. producer. It's a little different than when I was there in Kevin's basement, for sure. <laughs> even right. even, even We're at Hackensack Brewing. Yeah. Was, you know, we had the tent blowing over that night. We had people holding uh, down a tent. Exactly. You guys have come a long way. but um, Now we're actually indoors doing it. Exactly. But uh, but I think <clears throat> the premises remain the same, which is, is what I respect about you guys. It's, at the end of the day, you're doing it not to, uh, you know get views and all stuff to help people. And we're not conforming. Correct. Yeah, we don't conform to anything. We stick to our our values and our our laurels and we roll with it. It's a pretty evergreen concept. 
That's that's the thing with it. It's an evergreen concept. Well, it's, a visceral, never, it's a visceral word. <laughs> we will never run out of. We will never ever run out of material. No. And we've proven that. You know, I back long ago when we were recording just on audio, we would get short on guests. We're like, oh man, who do we got now? Like, who, who can we ask? And we just would rack our brains on who to ask. It's changed now where people will come to us, which is a little bit more and, comforting. And former guests are getting us new guests, right? And and you know. It, there's a there's a part of me that misses the 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 old way the of doing it. Of it. Yeah, the <laughs> old way of doing it. You appreciated it. You got somebody in there, and it was it was you were so thankful. And it's not that I'm not thankful for ha- com- having people come in now, but it's it's just different. That's all I can tell you. And then we branched off into Hoboken. Oh, Hoboken. And we got. Yeah, as a matter of fact, one of the Hoboken Heights just walked in. He's sitting there at the bar playing with his... I just heard the alarms go off when he walked in, so I figured a Hoboken guy came I'll tell you the thing about Hoboken people. They are true survivors. (laughs) (laughs) But, Dan, I I appreciate you. I appreciate you being with us from the beginning. You know, we we don't connect as much as we used to, but we still, you know, reach out and stuff like that. And you're one of the... That thing that happened the other week, you're one of the first people that I sent that to. You know, I'm always here to support you guys, and uh, I wish I could have been the co-host that you were looking for. But, uh, honestly, I, I know that it worked out better. It's not too late. Uh, it's not too late. You know, you guys got a good dynamic. <laughs> I know you guys, you guys bring each other a lot, but you guys got a good dynamic. What Mike brings is, you know, what I could not. I don't have the experience that you have. No, it's stupidity. time. It's, it's stupid. Believe it or not, it's, it's time. It is. And it's the stupidity that you don't have. You're you know, smart. I'm not. I don't not. have the life experience that you guys have. <laughs> you know, what you guys have, you know, created here is really, really something special. Well, and, you'll get so. there one day. Yeah, and uh, I try to look to guys like you to learn from, and you know, hopefully, you guys sharing your story is helpful to people my age, younger, whatever, because hopefully we won't have to, you know, learn the mistakes or learn the lessons the way you guys did. Yeah. We can learn from you guys rather than having to experience it ourselves. So you guys are going to make all different mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And then hopefully we teach the next generation. It sounds, sounds to me like he's trying to start his own podcast and he's feeding off his now. The millennial, the millennial stuff. Podcast. That's yeah, what it is. Goading us along. No, I'm not going to learn from yeah, your mistakes. <laughs> no, you, you're going to be like you're going to be like a spinoff. You're like Frazier is a spinoff of Cheers. That's it. You know. You guys coach me through it. Dan, I really appreciate you coming in. Thanks so much. You've always supported us, and you know we'll always have you around. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're part of the family. We tell everybody that once you're in, you're in. Yes, I appreciate it. All right, we're going to be right back with a couple people who I'm really. I'm, I'm actually surprised some of the people came. Yeah. And we're going to come right back, and uh, you're not going to believe who's here. And welcome back. We Once have again. a very, one of our audio guests. Yeah. And a very special person to us who is family. We've protected her. Um, and, we brought, actually, and brought in her family. We've actually gotten a lot of flack from recording you and your brother. Yeah. <laughs> and your brother. I'm going to tell you a short story about that, but let's welcome Ashley Turry, Turry. to come back. Uh, Ashley, you know, when I reached out to you and we had a mutual connection. No, do, how do, no, I, I know. Eric, Eric. through Eric. Yeah, that's Eric, right. Yeah. I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking it, it was your brother, then you, or no. then you. No, it's you, then your brother. And, uh, you, you know, two guys ask you to come in on our podcast and. We had a short conversation, like what's off limits, what's you know, what's good, what's not good. What were your feelings about that? Uh, I was a little nervous at first when I first got asked, but you guys made it very comfortable. When I started talking to you on the phone, you just made it sound so easy and carefree that I was like, "What the hell?" And it really is. I mean, it's a, like I said, it's just like three friends sitting around a table. 
Yeah. You know, you forget the microphones are even there, although we have to hold them now, so you don't yeah, forget. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> but you, someone didn't come prepared. The the subject matter of your show was was can be tense to certain people. Yeah. And, and confusing. Um, yeah, it's, it's confusing. Like, we you were know, asking you, you don't know. You know, we saw the smoke fire. <laughs> we were we were asking you questions that I know other people have had. The, the, the same questions to you but when I spoke to you for a couple minutes I'm like I'm not doing it to offend you I'm doing it because I don't know and I want to learn you know Ashley has gone through a transition alright have you gone any further uh, no I haven't gone any further with physical transition so, I'm very comfortable with where I am right so now so the plumbing's still there Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> just check it. We talked about that. that. You can't unring that bell when that's done. I strongly suggest you do not. You're fine the way you are. As uh, long as you're enjoying yourself, that's all that matters. When you came on there, was it what you expected? It was, like he said, it was a lot more friends talking. Mm-hmm. It went a lot easier than I expected. Yeah, we but, were, um, your, your recording went long, too. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there was a lot to talk we had about. a lot of questions. <laughs> there was a lot to talk about. Well, you're, Mike, you're the one that answered about the duct tape. <laughs> well, Mike's looking to to move into that genre, that, that transition as well. So he wants to, he's li- more educational purposes. You might want to grow some hair first. I can't. That's what they make there's wigs always, for. There's always wigs. There's always wigs. So there's when some beautiful bald women out there, um, the feedback on your episode was tough um, because once you come into our show, you're, we protect you. You're you're our family. And we know you, we know who you are, we know what's in your in your heart. So when somebody comes and tries to attack you, we take it as a personal attack against us. How can we we got how can you bring somebody like that on there? How can you because that's what makes the world go round. Yeah. Well you got you got closed minded people who don't wanna they don't think outside the box. There was that one guy. Yeah. The, the one guy on, on uh was Instagram. He, you know, was, Instagram. Instagram or Facebook. He was he was all over us, oh you guys are doing great work and we had you on and he's like, I can't believe you support that. I'll never listen to your show again. I'm like, that's fine, man. Goodbye. That's fine. That <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No worries, in, no worries in the world to me. So we lost one. We lost one, but we've gained. But now, listen, we gained that's now. not the people we want anyway. Exactly. We talk to people from all different walks of life, and that's, what we, that's where we want to keep it. So after you were on our show, the people who, you, who were close to you who listened to the show, what did they think? Uh, they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they learned a few new things that they didn't know before. Uh, but, yeah, I got very positive feedback. You talked to, like, a lot of people in the trans community. Did anybody give you any feedback, any good, bad, indifferent? Uh, most of them enjoyed it. There was a little bit of backlash because some people say, how do you share that? And, like, that's not our job to teach people, but those are the people that are never going to learn, and that's exactly. not how we want to be. It's not like we're trying to teach people. We're just letting them know. You know, you're going to be setting your ideals, and they're you know they're going to be setting their ideals, as you say. And listen, I learned a lot from that. I learned I, a hell of a lot. I, from per, that. I really enjoyed the discussion we had on on transgender going into athletics. Specifically, I enjoyed that because our views differ, all right, and that's okay. All right, you have your view, I have my view, but we can sit here and talk it out. And I'm not angry at you for having your view, nor I hopefully you're not angry with me for having my view. It's just the way that it is. But that's, again, that, that solid discussion. And hopefully, through that discussion, we'll be able to meet in the middle and hammer out some of the details. That's the problem with the world today. Nobody wants to meet in the middle. Everybody has their, their agenda, and, their, and one side has their agenda, the other side has their agenda, and nobody wants to meet in the middle. So how's, how's the career as an EMT going? Going well. Um, in school now for theater, changing my course, but 
Theater. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to start a podcast, are you? Because <laughs> it is all theater. She's, she's going to oh, broadcasting school. Uh, okay. Well, pretty soon, A&J Media, we are growing. So he's yeah, going to need somebody her. in that studio. That's, she could intern for us. That's yeah. it. We'll give you intern credits. That's it. Right, Drew, Drew, you need an intern? I do need them for senior year. That's A&J is always giving us It's non-paid, though. <laughs> <laughs> so is a podcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, Ashley, we always appreciate you. You're, you're part of our family. And you need anything, you let us know. You know, we'll include you in anything we do. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Stay tuned. We got some great guests coming up. Sit your ass down. down. And we are back with yet another former guests. 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 Plural. Yes. Um, And somebody who's very special to us, who's been a big supporter of ours along the way. Uh, Obviously... We we connected through your sister Ashley, uh, but you you when Ashley described her family life, I'm like I got to talk to you. Bro. I got to talk to you, brother. Yeah, well, we came on to talk about Ashley, but we never even talked about Ashley. Yeah, in no. a whole different direction. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that was because of Nick. Nick took that thing in a whole different direction. Well, you're, you're a fireman, right? So there there are certain aspects of your life as a fireman that we wanted to talk about, but you also you also are gay. And you're betrayed. I have a hard time. I'm not going to say fiance because that's really gay. Um, <laughs> and Nick has constantly tried to make me blush throughout this whole experience. Yeah, I know. He's going to win tonight. I don't know. He's got, that look, he's got that look in his eye. <laughs> he's got, Did you put smell good on or something today? <laughs> I got put a little bit behind my ears. It sort of draw, pheromones. It draws them in. So, Mark, your, your sister obviously had a... A positive experience on our show. Yeah. All right. And there are sufferings that you have gone through with, throughout your life that we wanted to come in and bring you on. But you were different than your sister in one respect that you came on camera. Your right. sister was yeah, just. She was on a previous season. Yeah, she was. She, well, she was just audio. That was before we got Andrew, before we got hooked up with ANJ Media. What did you think when you got asked? Because we had had some phone conversations. I was a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the first things they asked my sister was, Did you bet these guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like, Yeah, they're great. Uh, they're, you know, they're all law enforcement. They fit into our first responder family. And uh, we talked to Ashley about it, talked to Nick about it, and we're like, All right, let's give it a shot. Well, what did you, what did you think, Nick, when, when you found out? Your potential husband. Fiance. No, it's not fiance, it's potential husband. Potential potential death trap over here. What did you think when, when he was asked on our show? Like did were you protective of him? Would you say this is not a good idea? Didn't bother me at all. He could have done that. Yeah, and Nick was right there by his side the whole time. Right, but you're—I I imagine there was part of both of you that you're—you're kind of airing, you're airing stuff, your personal life that you might not want out there. Yeah, I mean it's tough. It's stuff you keep inside a long time, you know, most of your life until you have an option to let it out. But you're confident. You're confident in your decisions. You're confident in your life, yeah. and that's a—that's a great thing. It, it, it felt good to talk about it. I mean, it's, it's not the first time you, you openly came out. But how did it feel to actually be on air and talk about it? Oh, first time on a camera saying it yeah. and being open about it. it, it it's like a it's weight lifted off of you. Right. Was was there what was the reaction like to, to those family and friends that um, family loved it. Uh, friends had had uh, a bunch of friends followed it actually and they follow your podcast still today. Oh cool. That's uh, where all that's the followers came. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, there was definitely Fun. a couple first responders that yeah, jumped yeah. on that podcast. Yeah. There's, well, they, there's a whole collection of them right uh, what four blocks north of Route four. 
I'm west of 17. There you go. So you're you're in the the, the ghetto of Bergen County, is what you're telling me. East of Patterson, yeah. north of uh, right by Elm, Elmwood Park, yeah, all in that area. We're not going to tell exactly where. I mean, if nice, you want to, we're in the nice corner. If you want to give out your address, you can, but we'll no, just no. we'll just give you areas of where you live. But you know, you guys jump. You guys are so gracious to us. You jump on every Instagram live. You're, you're always there to support us when we call out. Hey, we're having an event. I was so happy to hear you guys were coming. And they jump on the break shops constantly. Of course, yeah. of course. That's why they fit in. That's perfectly what it's all about. Us. You know, that's what family is all about. Speaking of shops, it's Christmas, isn't it? It is Christmas. It is Christmas. If, oh, look at this! I'm so scared. Let's put it down. Yeah, you, you open that. No, put it on around that side. No, so it's got to be on the camera. The camera's not on. Just Kevin, you open that. There is one for each of you. If that thing bites. If this thing is made of latex. <laughs> so, this is for Mike. Oh, boy. We, we know you struggle. Uh, is it a wig? No, that's for Mike. Kevin, yours is in the bottom of this bag. Uh, is it going to bite me? No. <laughs> is it this? Yeah, no. It's the only thing in the bag. <laughs> oh, very nice, Sam here. Nice. Meat in a can just for me, for my friends. Yeah, don't get botulism, all right? I struggle with the Spanish numbers. There you go. Let me tell you Mike's what. got an issue with numbers over here. Uh, where, where's your old man? What's this? Spanish numbering. <laughs> where, where's your old man? Because me and your old man are going to bond over Spam. Because I guarantee when he was younger, this is what he ate. The best stuff on earth is right here. Spam goes with everything. Are you guys fa fans of Spam? I like Spam. He's vegetarian. You're vegetarian? No, it's not. It, there's no meat. There's no meat in that. There's no meat in Spam. Come on. Looks disgusting. If I could get my eight-year-old, when my son was eight, I started giving him Spam. If I can get an eight-year-old to eat that, trust me. It's so good. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. I really, really do. So this one was hard to get. Oh, boy. Oh, there we go. Oh boy. Oh. This is a this is a gift card to Frank's Hot Corner. It's not Oh, it's a gift card all right. It's, 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 it's a <laughs> keys to his read house. the front. There you oh, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I oh <laughs> I am going to carry this with pride. I believe it or not. So, so they were Mark, not easy to get. Mark and Nick, <laughs> and and I want your dad to see this because he's no, standing he's right, right off to the left. Yeah. Mark and Nick dad, just got us LGBTQ lifetime membership cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is fantastic. Hey, could you with can... with my name on it? I have to. I have to renew my license. Can I use this as one of the points for my license? <laughs> if they don't accept it, you can cry I discrimination. Cry, yeah. You that know what, though? I'm, I'm very proud, in all seriousness, <laughs> I'm very proud to call both of you my friends. And absolutely. It's got absolutely family. nothing to do with your, you with your sexuality. Family. I support every decision that you make because what you make as a decision is for you and you alone. Nobody has to like it. Nobody has to accept it. But if they say anything bad to you, that's where I step in. But you know what, Kev? I mean, look, on the card it says, keep it up. I mean, that could mean a couple we different did, things. Yeah. Off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read it. Thank you for your support. Yeah, yeah, Keep it up. <laughs> I love it, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. I love it. Okay. I've been, absolutely I've been trying to keep love it. Up, it. I'm 56. So let's get. I'm going to get a nice picture of the camera on that one. Um, straight ally. <laughs> that is wonderful. We are like that. We are lifetime members. This is going to be my best Christmas gift I ever got. <laughs> proud to be a straight, proud. To, it says on it, for people that didn't see it, it says lifetime membership 
proud to be a straight ally. LG, LGBT I'm community. Tell you what, it's going in my wallet right now. <laughs> All right, I'll trade you for the PBA card. So, so if, if, if I ever say something stupid on air, I'm like, don't worry. I'm, I'm a lifetime member. Card I'm a lifetime card carrier. Card carrier. Card member. No, it's actually going right in my wallet. <laughs> thank you, guys. Oh. From bottom of my heart, thank you, guys. Oh, thank you for all you do yeah. and the support you give us. From I love bo- you both. From his bottom. <laughs> from his bottom to yours. I'll get that later. <laughs> I love you both. I really do. We love and you guys it's always, and it's always listen, great seeing you guys, man. I, Thanks I for all the support. I want you guys here when we do our next season three. Yeah, except next, now. except hopefully we'll be big enough where we'll be able to fly everybody out to Vegas. Yeah. Well, we That's always talked about Aruba, right? Aruba would be Aruba, nice. Yeah, we, we could do a remote podcast. We got big, Drew, you set up for that? We do a Aruba. remote from Aruba. All right, okay. we're good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much. And we're going to be back with yet another great or interesting guest. You never know which one it's going to be. <laughs> Sit your ass down. down. And we are back. We had some people come and travel to us. Um, I believe this guest here traveled a little further than most. <laughs> the, the longest, the longest travel. And of course, we're talking about our very good friend, per, Professor Teresa Augustinelli. It took me a he long prob- time. He, he was the whole way up here. I'm saying Augustinelli. 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 No, actually, Prof T and I, uh, we we speak more often now uh, because. Because we, we see each other on Clubhouse all the time. We talk with each other. Uh, we talk to each other on the phone about, you know, our very good friend, Charlie Cifarelli, who has some health health issues that we're wishing him the best on. And um, so you got that call. We made that connection through Charlie. You got that call to come on the show. I want to hear what, what was going on in your head. So, yeah, when, when I got the call for you from you to come on to the show, I was so excited because it's one of my passions. And when I did a little bit of research, and you told me a little bit about what you're doing. I couldn't wait. And my son's a police officer. So to me, it was just so exciting to, first of all, hear your stories and to be able to, you know, put a little bit of perspective on, first of all, the mother of a police officer and somebody who works in the mental health and wellness field with first responders. And you're both the grid system, so there's a lot of different facets to your story that fit in really well with our with our, with our our concept. When you realized you were coming on and you did your research on us, I'm sure you weren't that excited to come on after that. You figured you'd just say, ah, screw it, I'll go do it. These two knuckleheads are, <laughs> what the heck? No, I felt like I was visiting family. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. It's really like a family or a friend atmosphere, Gary. You know, it's just people sitting around and telling stories. Yeah. Your book is on our table. Yes, it is. You know, when space allows it. Lately, we've, we've had many people in there. We couldn't put much up there. But your book sits on our table and because we're collecting authors. Yeah, we're, we're, almost, we're getting like a library. <laughs> and the biggest book we have is the Hoboken Dictionary. And from, <laughs> and from our show. Dictionary. Yeah, there's three yeah, words a in it. These, those, and that. Yeah. There's three words, but they call it two. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it fits right in. So you've been on other shows since then. I know you've done some Zoom shows and things of that nature. Do you understand why we don't like the Zoom? I, I'm not knocking those shows because I know those shows you're on and they're friends of mine. Um, but I need to sit across from you. I need to look in your eyes. I need to see what's going on inside your head. And read body language. Yeah. And, I was going to say that. I feel the same way. Uh, you're the first and only live podcast show I've done 
even though I'm considered international, right? Because I'm speaking globally now, but it's all from the other side of a computer screen because of COVID, obviously. But yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. Body language is key. Eye contact. I, I, I just think Especially there's so in your much. Field, I'm sure it's easier to talk to people face to face than it is over Zoom. Imagine it's essential. Yeah, without doubt. Can you imagine talking to Doctor Steph. Yeah, over the phone. No, no. With his New York accent, no. I can't do that. Because you got to read Doctor Steph's lips once in a while. Because you don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a Newark guy, so you you want to talk Hoboken Dictionary, Newark Dictionary? Yeah, yeah. They're different books, but they're they're in the same library. So what 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 did you think? versus the other shows that you did. I'm not knocking the other shows by any means, but did you see the difference? When it, it, There's nothing like a live show. There's nothing like a live show. And, you know, I've done radio shows um, pre, pre-pandemic. I've, you know, I've done some local TV shows, you know, little rooms you're in, but you're still with somebody. You're talking face-to-face. So I do think that it lends itself to having a better interview and to be able to feel the person's vibe. Did you do John Wiley's show? I know Dave, your son Dave did. I did not do John Jay's show yet, no. I actually met John Jay through, I was in a clubhouse room with him and I said, hey, you know, my son is police officer. He might be a good fit for your show. And come to find out, uh, John Jay actually knew a police chief from my neck of the woods. 30 years ago, and I connected those two. There's a great story about John Wiley that happened in right this here. bar. Right here. Right here. Yeah. Yes. So we, both of us have done John Wiley's show. Uh, we were supposed to meet him when we were down in Florida, but we got kind of tied up with flight plans and everything like that. But uh, we're sitting here, and there's an, there's an older guy sitting at the bar. He's like, hey, I'm a retired cop. And I, I retired from Baltimore PD. So I'm like, oh, we're sitting there. Oh, do you know John Wiley? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know him. Calls him right away, and we we sat here, and he took a picture with us, sent it to sent it to him, and what a small world that we meet somebody that John used to work with in this bar, the Grand Saloon, where we're sitting right now. It's a small world. Well, and talk about the small world. We just had a small world moment a couple minutes ago. Prof T knows Prof Wally T Green. Knows Wally Green. Yes. yes, that's amazing. She was sitting right next to him and didn't even know. Wally's an amazing guy. Yeah. He is an amazing well, I guy. Name, and you said ping pong, and I put it together, and I I knew. I was in clubhouse rooms with with Wally, and it was just... It's amazing. I'm going to challenge Wally to a ping pong tournament tonight. Okay. Tonight. You can use a tennis racket and he'll use a, a, a guitar pick and he'll beat you. <laughs> but he'll roll me for $1,000. Oh. He'll, he'll roll me for $1,000 first. Yeah, without doubt. <laughs> so where do you go from here? How's, it, how's the book doing? The book's doing great. It's on Amazon. Um, so the book's going good. I'm getting great sales. I'm getting great reviews from it. And yeah, that's what I was going to say. So for 2023, I've already got some podcasts lined up. I've got people uh, inviting me to come and speak at their company organization. So what I'm doing now is I'm actually just, I'm using my book as a tool to, to help companies, businesses, organizations to tap into the emotional wellness programs because now more than ever, you know, there's still a stigma with mental health. Oh, without doubt. I mean, you can't even say the word mental and health 
So, there's going to be a stigma in, in, about mental health until someone goes through it. And then it, it, there was a stigma with me with mental health before, you know, I had post-traumatic stress. I would have been the first to tell you that they're, they're faking it. Yeah. There's some, I would have been the first one to tell you, I'll be quite honest with you. But once you go through it, once you understand it, you're like, ah, okay, I get it. I get it. But our job now is to, your job included, is to open people's eyes. I think, and I just opened, I had a clubhouse room on the way up here because I had some time and I called Julie, Julie Loken, and I said, hey, let's open a room. And the topic was mental health and wellness among men. And that's a broad spectrum right yeah. there. So we touched on a few different things and with the, with what happened with Twitch and my brother took his own life and, you know, working with veterans, first responders. It just, it never ends. Julie's going to come on the show soon. So oh. Julie's a publicist that she's on Clubhouse. I met her through there. And she's going to come on the show. Yeah, we talk every day. So she's in Chicago. We're going to try to meet in Florida in between. <laughs> Podfest. Are you going Podfest? I didn't plan to go, but let me see if I can just come and, and, and come and hang. Yeah, well, we're going to be recording down there as well. I heard a great conversation she was having with Wally before. She said she's done a ton of podcasts, but this one was her favorite. <laughs> I love it. Say it to Wally. I love it. I love it. <laughs> they were the cutest guys ever. The interview was fantastic, and it was a lot of fun too. It was, it was fun. fun, and you get the and you get the word out. That's what we're all about. You know, I was, we, I we was, go through some deep dark stuff, and you know, we interject some humor. And, and you gotta that. have you gotta have humor. You've taught me one of my new favorite words, and I was just going through this the other day. That's how I remember it. Therapize. Okay. Therapize. I'm glad it stuck with yeah. you. As a matter of fact, the week before this will be a show about takeaways and in there we talk uh, we do the take one of the takeaways from your show and it was my new favorite word is therapize i thought you were going to say aqua dump aqua dump is, is <laughs> yeah that's way up there so prof t i really do appreciate you coming here i really yeah, do come it's, supporting it's us a pleasure. and you know your your family your family to your us. family well i couldn't think of anywhere else i'd rather be and when i was seeing that new york city skyline and the traffic yeah. and the crazy drivers and the sirens we have another Eagles fan in the house, so I just yeah. want to let you know that. Yeah. Go, Eagles. Go Eagles. I didn't realize I was in Eagles country up here. Well, obviously, you're in Saints country if you look around here. I am. Uh, so it my, says right there, you're in Saints country. I'm going to leave you with this. I have a proud dad moment to share with you. My son, my 13-year-old, wanted two jerseys. He wanted a Jason Kelsey jersey from the Philadelphia Eagles and a Bryce Harper jersey from the Phillies. That is fantastic. Not too bad. Got not too bad guys to look up to. I'll no, that. no, no, no. On that note, I'm proud of Philly and I can't tell you how much it warms my heart that your son is also a Philly fan. Gotta raise him right. Thank you so much, Prof T. And we're gonna be back with our next guest in just a moment. Sit your ass down, down, down. And we're back with somebody who, when I brought you in, I was excited to talk to you, but I realized that I was even more excited to talk to you about your drive, your personality. And we're sitting here, of course, with the Mike Turner, the Hoboken Mike T, season 42, finalist of Survivor. Survivor, yeah. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, and it's, it's, when, when he came in, it was like, wow, we're getting a guy from Survivor. And he's just Mike T. He's just Mike Turner, that's all he is. He's a good guy. But you were just down in Florida doing some stuff for the end of season 43. Yes, 
there's a whole place down there for kids that suffer serious illnesses called Hearts of Reality. They run this program. It's Give the Kids a Village, and they bring kids in from families that can't afford to go to Disney. They let them stay at the village, and they give them it's part of like a Make-A-Wish Foundation, where they go there and they get their wish. And we, I went down there this weekend with 150 reality stars, and just out with the kids. So that, that's the name, Hearts of Reality, because it's all reality stars there? Yes. Oh, cool. That's so going to be nice. Yeah. And then, right, then give the kids a village and we're all the family. I think they, they take in 185 families a week. Wow. Of people that can't afford to go, the kids are sick, and just help them forget about all their worries. Yeah. The families don't have to think about money, they don't have to think about doctor's appointments, and the kids especially, they just go there and they're just kids. And we got the opportunity to go down and we raise over $500,000. Oh, God, that's yeah, great. So that's great. it was an honor to be there. Um, and, you know, and I met a lot of great people then, and people just want to help. You know what the great thing is, is, is your notoriety from Survivor. You know, you could have taken that one of two ways. You could have taken it for personal gain, or you could have used your name for exactly what you're doing now. I love that, man. I think that's awesome. You know, the crazy thing is, you know, let's be honest, I'm on the back nine of my life. You know? <laughs> aren't we all? all aren't we all? Right. All of a sudden, this crazy thing, I'm retired for 10 years from the fire department, this crazy thing, Survivor comes along, and it gives me the opportunity, again, to follow some of my passions and to have a platform for things that I care deeply about, the Hoboken Homeless Shelter, the food, Hoboken Food Pantry that's run by the community center. These things mean a lot to me because I'm a Hoboken kid, I'm a born and raised in the projects. Quite frankly, we didn't have a lot, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are in need, and it gave me the opportunity to at least, well, you, you in my own little way, help me and Kevin talk about it all the time. After a year, you know, after a career in civil service, you're, you're, you're used to go out and helping people all the time. Once your career is over, you almost feel like there's there's no way of really helping people anymore. You know, with me and Kevin, you're podcast, reborn now. We're, we're, re, we're helping people, and what you're doing now is helping people. That's all part of your, your civil service background. Exactly. You know what you just said? It. I feel like I've been reborn. I, you know, it's almost like a second life that I'm having. And how many times do you get a chance to have that? I had a great life. I had a great career. I'm very fortunate. I'm very humble to where, I, where I've come. Again, this crazy thing happened with Survivor, which has given me the opportunity to be reborn, to have a second life after where, you know, quite frankly, it's things, here's the thing, sometimes you want to help, and if you're just there, you don't know how. This gave me an opportunity where people saw me, and it helped me figure out how I can help and do the things like I wanted to do to give, tell people that, you know, quite frankly, lots of times, we're all one paycheck away from it. Yeah. And, yeah, you got that right. You know, Absolutely. I think about that, that's really it. We're one paycheck away from being from where they are. And to be able to have the opportunity to go out there and give them even just a warm meal that night is amazing. Well, more importantly than that, yes. your notoriety from CBS got you on the suffering podcast. Yes. <laughs> no, you see, so you, we're obviously, we were introduced to our mutual friend, Mike De Palma, yes. Hurricane Mike himself. Hurricane Mike. Uh, Listen, he's, he may be your, let's say not mutual friend, mutual acquaintance. Hey, Mike's like family. You know, you know it. Listen, you, we can, we got to admit it. You, you know it. Mike is, is like our brother. Yeah, try doing try doing 20 weeks in the academy with him. Tell me, <laughs> tell me what you think about it. <laughs> Mike De Palma approaches you and says, hey, look, I got buddies that do this show. What's your what's your first thought? Be honest. But what's your first thought? Yeah, so Mike called, and, and, I, and to be quite frank, I get a lot of requests. I know you do. A lot of people, I get a lot of messages. But obviously Mike has a front front row because he's a friend of mine. Mm. So he mentioned it. I'm like, oh, dude, well, I got well, to at least check this out. It's for Mike. And I, quite frankly, I didn't know what to expect. I, didn't, I heard the Suffering podcast. I didn't understand what it meant. So what I did do is, like, I should 
to do is I did some research. I listened to your podcast. I messaged you guys a couple of times. And I said, you know what? This is something I can at least talk about because it discusses where we, we come in our life. Whether it's civil service, but being in the projects, we all suffer in some way. Everybody's weight is their weight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so they're suffering is their suffering. And it gave me an opportunity to come and talk to you. And quite frankly, I was even more surprised when I got to meet you guys personally. You know, you guys are regular guys. It wasn't like this, you know, dog and pony show. You guys came in. You were regular. You, you, you accepted me. You talked. And within the first five minutes of the podcast, I'm laughing. I'm feeling like you guys are my best friends. And quite frankly, you could be. You could be. We did laugh. And I, I just watched that whole episode like this week. Yeah. So that this, was a lot of your We episode, laughed a lot. The week of this recording here, your episode is airing. It's crushing it, by the way. And as a matter of fact, one of your Instagram posts with you in it, you've coined the phrase that will forever be on the tip of my tongue, and that's aqua dump. Nothing like an aqua dump. <laughs> you just can't do it at a, in a friend's pool. You can't do it in a friend's pool, but it's free. <laughs> well, didn't somebody do it in Caddyshack? Yeah. Very well, true. So that was the first the baby aqua dump. That was the original aqua dump. That's where it came from. That's the aqua dump pioneer right there. Yes. But, Mike, I can't appreciate your enough your friendship, your, your openness to us, your willing to help us out. I mean, it, it means the world to us. Thank because you. one of our own made it. You know, one of one of our New Jersey first responders made it. Made it. And exactly. that's how I see it. I appreciate it. And listen, guys, make no mistake. I'm humbled by all of this. This, quite frankly, surprises the shit out of me it's as like much as everybody else. It's like newfound notoriety. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, one day you're a battalion chief in a fire department. Next thing you're on national TV every day. And talking people to are, Jeff Probst. Well, Jeff, I'm trying to Jeff cut Probst. line at, at the McConnell store in Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, people will let me walk into the front. Come, come on in, Mike. They're, buy, they're buying you, McConnell. Like, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that how they roll in Hudson County anyway? That's, That's how, how we roll. roll. Yeah. I'll pay you for one, but I'm taking hey, five hey. out the back. Uh, can I get it on the arm? You know what I mean? uh, now, now, do you get the cut in line at MMP Bianca Manos? Damn right. I walk right in and he goes, hey, boss, come on in. Come up to the front. Uh, I got to come with you one day. Yes. We got great sandwiches down there. Great sandwiches. Hoboken family has been very good to us. Mike, you've been very good to us. I can't you know, I feel like we're, we're almost honorary Hoboken people now. We just got our honorary LGBTQ cards. So I think I want the honorary Hoboken. Uh, honorary Hoboken. Listen, and I mean this. I don't say this that way. But you guys absolutely can be Hoboken too. And I mean that. I mean that with love, man. Because there's not a lot of guys who can say, yeah, dude, you definitely can be a Hoboken dude. You guys definitely could be. And I mean that. I just Listen, I take that as a badge of honor. It is a badge of honor. I just I mean that with total respect. So it's funny you say that. I was just, I had my kids in Hoboken. We were going into the city and we parked in Hoboken. And I'm walking through Hoboken and I felt as comfortable as I've ever felt in Hoboken. I'm like, well, you know, I could go see Butchie Sanchez. I could go see Benny Love. Or I could go, yeah. go see Stewie. Mike Turner or Stewie. Stewie. You know, you guys are like the mayor. Nikki Burke, there. Mike De Palma. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, all Hoboken legends yeah. in their own mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. We're going to be back with our next guest in just a moment.